0: What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro.
1: Well, well, welcome in. You are listening to Bolt Brady and his bro. Your favorite place to get your sports gambling information. This is the Open Week or British Open as some Americans like to call it. Let's welcome in our resident handicapper, Big Bolt. What is
0: happening? How about the summertime? Is that any good? Mm-hmm. It's going well. Yeah, it is. Uh, a little golf. And I know you're not a big baseball fan or even a baseball fan at all. Mm-hmm. But you can appreciate some sports, some baseball. And so... I watched the tail end of the season. Yeah, the playoffs is badass. hmm but um well and one little side note the thing about baseball is it's every day and there's several games so anyway if you want to try to start handicapping baseball's a fun place to start but the only reason why i bring it up is because i came across this stat you remember tony gwen from back in the day of course okay you know how i like to put you on the spot with the um trivia i know this will be an easy one for you but we'll fill in the the, the listeners some of them what team did he play for The Padres. Okay, then here it is. What number was he? 19. Nice call. So anyway, they threw out a stat about Tony. So he's, you know, obviously one of the best hitters, like, percentage-wise of all time. And uh, it said last year there was over 100 baseball players that um, struck out. uh, There was 145 baseball players that struck out over 100 times in the season last year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, over a 20-year career, that means that they'd strike out like over 2,000 times. Well, Tony Gwynn in his uh, 20-year career only struck out 434 times. Yeah, he balled. And these guys were doing it like over 101 season. I mean, good try, Tony.
1: Yeah, he protected that plate. He was the lefty. I think he even went to San Diego State. Like, he never left the area.
0: And what's crazy about him is he, I mean, I don't even think it was like a little pop belly. Like, he had a belly. <laughs> well, a lot of baseball guys do that. That are like good, like hitters, like that. Though, I mean, I mean he-, he wasn't a power hitter. Like, think of a guy that hits for for average and has a pop belly. I don't know if there's too many of them. Yeah,
1: but that, that's before like the defensive shifts and all that. I and mean, he could just slap it over to the opposite field and he gets the single.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that's the baseball talk from the summer. Are you
1: sure we can crunch to more analytics here? I'm sure everyone wants no, to hear. No, <laughs>
0: they can listen to other podcasts for the analytics. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all about the British Ope. And there's plenty of places to start on that. I mean, you could start with Tigre. Sure. And what do you think about... Tigre and the venue, you know, going back
1: to the home of golf
0: here at St. Andrews, the 150th Open. Mm-hmm. That's uh pretty nutty, because how many Super Bowls have there been? Like 75 or
1: something? Um, I
0: mean, roughly. No,
1: I, I don't. I don't think we're at 60 yet, are we? Okay, so we're not. The even... one in the one in San Francisco or Santa Clara, technically, was 50, I believe. Okay. With, with Peyton on the Broncos. I mean,
0: so that gives you an idea of how long this tournament has been going on. That's pretty badass. Oh, yeah. And it's in Scotland, for those that don't know, the the birthplace of golf. Uh, And the course actually is 7,350 yards, but... And I'm sure that sounds super long because it is, but it doesn't play that long.
1: No, a lot of a lot of run out and a lot of ground balls.
0: So. I mean a lot of run out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they just you know, they kind of named Jack Nicholas like a citizen of uh St. Andrews today. He's only the third American.
0: Dude, how badass is that? And do you know who the other two are? Bobby Jones and Ben Franklin. Dude, so how about when you're mentioned in the same breath as Ben Franklin? That doesn't happen very often. No. That's badass, yeah, that's cool, so yeah, Ben was like seventeen fifty nine and then Bobby was like nineteen fifty eight yeah, and then uh and then here's big Jack, I mean, good try, jack
1: uh, yeah, i mean the the open, especially the early years, you know it was like a lot of just kind of locals and stuff, and then. Started picking up steam, I think, like the 60s. Like, Big Arnie started really making it part of his schedule. And then, so the Americans started to pay attention, and it's become what it is today.
0: And it's huge, obviously. Well, and, and Jack actually, the last time he played in the Open was 17 years ago. And that's. I, I remember. Yeah. And that's. He actually birdied the 18th hole. And remember, he just stood on the bridge? Yeah, he, the, the knee up and the little wave to the. Yeah. <laughs> the I, photo op. Right, but I mean, like, birdieing the last hole, you know, your last open, I mean, what an awesome way to end. So he's been invited back, obviously, since then, and he was like, nah, that's the last memory that I have. And then they throw this out at him, and they go, well, why don't we add you to a list with Ben Franklin? He goes, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was his last competitive round. He he didn't play on, like, the seniors or anything after that. Oh, is that right? I didn't realize it was his last round. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm calling it. Dude, he's a badass. I mean, like, the, these guys that are, like, you know, sweet on the course or on the field and then that can keep it together off, you know, like doing the interviews and stuff. And I don't know if you saw that, you know, Big Greg Norman, um, the leader of the Live Tour, They're buds, obviously. They've known each other forever. And Greg kind of bad mouthed Jack a little bit, saying that he's like, you know, basically lying. Because he said that Jack gave him um, his endorsement to start the live, you know, and then Jack's like saying now. Yeah, I think Greg said, you know, I've got the email. He
1: kind of said, you know, you've got my support and name here if you need it moving forward. And then I'm sure his public perception kind of took a U turn there, Jack's like, that's not good for the image.
0: Right, so anyway, they asked Jack about it, and, you know, the stud that he is, he just doesn't say, he's like, you know, Greg and I have been friends for a long time, he's an iconic player for, you know, golf, um, he's an incredible individual, and he just, like, kept praising this guy that was talking shit about him, you know, a week earlier. Yeah. It's pretty impressive that you can keep your uh, your act together, because, you know, you, most people would want to rip Greg's head off.
1: hmm well, and it's not spot on the moment. The guy's also, you know, probably 83, so he had time to digest it, and he's been around the game long enough. He
0: knows what to say and when to say it. I mean, Jack's a smart guy. Well, I hear you, but that's still, you know, he's still, not very many people can do it. I mean, you could count him on two hands, maybe even one. Maybe just you, Wayne Dyer, and Tony Robbs. Mike J. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. No, Mike, Mike gets pissed at people.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Gary Pate. <laughs> Gary Pate. Um, yeah, so this is actually the the 30th time. It's been held at St. Andrews. hmm So basically, you know, for those mathematicians out there, basically every five years.
1: Yeah. They, they call it, like, the ROTA, you know, over there. It's, like, the rotation. in and St. Andrews is, it's every five, occasionally, like, a seven. But, I mean, yeah, you got to throw that in the mix. Right. And the talk is, you know, with, with which the equipment thing, it's like, how long have they talked about this? What are these guys going to fire? And if it's a calm week... um, it's still, the, the, the ground at these places and stuff, it's not like you're just bombing it down a straight fairway. The thing's going to go left or right and catch a bunker. And, you know, if the wind is down, I, I'd still say maybe the minus 15 mark. Well, but no one wants to see minus 15, do they? But they've, you know, we've seen that a number of times. Oh, we
0: sure have. We sure have. Well, it was
1: Stenson got up to 20, I think is the record.
0: When he out-dueled Phil. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned bunkers. Guess how many there are? on this course 140 mm, 112 mm. so you know again that's about nine bunkers every hole <laughs> let have fun with that uh, yeah and um you know one thing that some of the listeners might be able to learn from is what's the difference between a link style course you know they, they call it links and Versus like courses over here, the majority of them are not links except Bandon dunes, and we know how legit that course is. But, uh, link style for those that might not know out there, it's uh, typically around the ocean, it's typically, um, and because of that, very windy, and then it's around sand dunes, and that's why the ground that you're referencing is so much different than what we're used to over here. Yeah, it dries out. It stays compact and firm, and
1: you know you're supposed to get the ball on the ground a lot earlier and let it roll out.
0: And the reason why the ground is like that also is because it pisses rain so much that they have to be able to play on it, so that dries it out Mm -hmm. much quicker. Yeah. Speaking
1: of which, we you know we had a friend go over there to to play a handful of years ago, and they said when it's dropping a bunch of rain, they give you like a little piece of AstroTurf, and they're (laughs) like, hey. You know, when you're in the fairway here, we prefer everyone kind of drop the ball on the turf here and and hit it in, so you don't damage the ground. And you're like, yeah, right. You know, I, I fly all the way over here to St. Andrews, and I'm I'm taking this chunk of mat with me.
0: <laughs> well, for sure, you need to go. I need some chips back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying full price when I'm using an Astroturf right, little right. piece of square coming with me everywhere. Yeah,
1: so what's the uh what's the Astroturf rate here since I have to use this? <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. And is it auto two putt <laughs> if I'm on these fifty yard wide greens. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't take away from the experience, like, you know, but yeah, it'd be tough to say you fired when you're going off a piece of astroturf. Right.
1: You're like, dude, it was the range map the whole day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bawled. <laughs> I'm sure you did. You didn't have a shitty line the whole day. Yep. Oh, that's funny. So
1: we had T great, you know, if you've seen the footage, he doesn't look like he's walking too smooth, but the advantage is, I guess the two months since the masters or, or sorry, PGA, um, And then just it's a flatter walk, you know, especially than like Augusta is. But
0: but I heard Nick Faldo say it's not as flat as you think, though. Like, there's hills there. Yeah. You know, it's not just a flat fairway. I mean, it's not like you're walking up Mount Everest or anything, but it's not completely flat.
1: So I think, you know, kind of the the current um, thing with him is, is like, will or will he make the cut is kind of a bet for him.
0: Well, it is. And I was looking for plays all over. To go against Tigray, because I just don't think it's happening.
1: I, the cut, though, I, I think he can make the cut.
0: No, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. In fact, it was like to not uh, or to make the cut. It was like minus 240, so you have to put down 240 bucks to win the hundred. So they're basically that's telling you they think he's going to do it. Yeah, um, but I was looking. You know, I love the head-to-head matchups and just couldn't find one. Just couldn't find one so if someone out there does feel free to email bolt at boltbrady. com
1: oh I thought I, I thought I heard one on the the XM um I thought someone said it was Webb Simpson was the opening one I don't know if they're paired together
0: yeah no they're not because he tees off with uh, Max Homa and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick
1: okay I did they said that the disadvantage for him this time though is he did get he got the late time and then it's followed by the early time so in terms of the body recovering he's not going to have that long long stretch in between mm, that's a good call and they play pretty late over there I mean, these fields are huge for the open uh, you know so if he's playing till like 8:30 at night yeah. grab, grab a quick little chow from his chef and try to shut her down
0: well listen i mean it you know it's a great story i mean it's just incredible that he's even playing in fact i forgot to tell you i saw a picture of him Recently, I think it was right before he left for the trip, and he had the shorts on, and you could see he got the skin graft from his right calf. Mm -hmm. His calf is smaller. Yeah. Um, Well, I guess I shouldn't start rumors and say he had the skin graft, but it looked like (laughs) it looked like that, and I don't know if you know. I guess his calf could just be smaller because he hasn't been using it. But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that his ability like to hit the ball or anything. It's just the having to walk. Uh huh. Remember that guy, Casey whatever? Martin from Oregon? Yeah, exactly. He was trying to apply because he had a handicap to use a cart, and they are like, would love to help you out here, buddy, but that's half the game. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, he was on the squad with Noda, and and T. Grain became the Oregon golf coach, and then they won a title probably, four years ago or something there's some guys like aaron wise and stuff were on the squad oh
0: he's still the coach
1: i think he might not be i think he actually had the leg amputated like a year or two ago really i think it finally yeah something caught up with it finally
0: oh wow well nice knowledge there mm-hmm. Casey martin
1: knowledge yep so you know tiger you know of course they want to talk about it. he's i they said in terms of the money coming in he's uh he's the fourth most received in
0: money at uh, the open yeah this week What do you mean? Oh, 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 you mean tickets for bets? uh Uh-huh. Oh, shoot, I thought he might have even been first. No, not yet. I
1: I think, you know, some of it depends on people want to see the weather, so they say some of it comes in kind of right before the tourney starts, too. So you can see how that ends, but I think the big bet people are going
0: to do is the the make or miss the cut. Well, that'd be the wise one, for sure, because if you're putting chips on this guy to, like, do well or win it, like, especially win it, You might as well just light that thing on fire right now. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with that happening.
1: Did you see him? He took, like, a little uh, vacation kind of week over there, playing the rounds. And he played in that kind of celebrity thing, the J.P. McManus. And did
0: not do very well.
1: Nope. No, I watched him hit some shots there. Uh, But then after that, he kind of hopped around with, like, Rory and played, like, Bally Bunyan and some other stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, they, I mean... Clearly, because it's the 150th anniversary and you know every all the history that comes with the course, he's been saving up for this. And you know what? I saw an interview with him today, actually, uh, at the gym. And I was like, that's one of the first times. You know when they go, do you plan on winning this tournament? And he always looks at him like, are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. Right. Of course I do. Today was the first time he didn't really have that look. He was like, you know, I've done my homework, you know, and he starts going down this list and I'm like, he's probably just trying to make the cut, you know? Right. That, I bet you that's his numero uno goal.
1: Which has got to be a bit of a mind change for him.
0: Yeah, I, but it seems like he's kind of, I think he's kind of accepted it. I think he realizes like, dude, this is a miracle that I'm even out here. Uh-huh. You know, I flew off the cliff. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of situations with the pills. I mean, he's gone through a lot.
1: I was all over the world with Big Ucatel getting busy. Right, right. And, and then the whole world got flipped upside down. Sure did.
0: Sure did. And it derailed him catching Big Jack, too. <laughs> yeah. And the nine iron to the grill from Big Elon. But no one knows about that, but somehow he got a new tooth for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta, you got to keep up with the tea gray teeth to know what's going on. Ah! <laughs> so Tigray, speaking of Tigray, he won here in two thousand and two thousand and five mm-hmm. at Saint Andrews. Yep. And he boat raced people. He won by five strokes and eight strokes and then it came back in two thousand and ten and your boy Louis won. Oh yeah. And he boat raced people too. I can't remember the exact amount. It might have been like eight to ten strokes.
1: Yeah, I think Louis got to like sixteen under maybe that year. Um Louis was the beneficial uh or the beneficiary beneficiary of the um he got some good weather like he kind of went out it was calm and then the the afternoon wave got kind of drilled and then so he got some space there and no one ever came close to him
0: yeah and so for those that don't play golf um that's the thing about these courses like they're built for the wind like because the wind blows out there the majority of the time so if there's no wind the course is way way easier Just like when I fire at Bandon Dunes and the wind goes down.
1: Mm, (laughs) The savvy veteran.
0: (laughs) But you know, like, uh, Bandon Dunes, everyone is a golf course up in Oregon. And uh, if you enjoy golfing, highly, highly recommend it. I personally think it's the mecca of golf, at least in the United States. But um, those golf courses are unreal. But, you know, when the wind goes down there, it's way easier to fire. Mm -hmm. Because they built the course with wind in mind. They're like... Dude, if there's no wind here, like, there's nothing protecting it. The courses can play way shorter, you know, so it'll be interesting. I I mean, I keep hearing reports. I don't know about you. One minute they're like, it's not going to be that bad. And then they're like, oh, the wind and the rain's going to come through, so who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard one golf guy saying he's been over there for the better part of a week, and he's like, it's sprinkled one night. But he's like, this is the best stretch of, like, weather I've seen over here since being here, like, seven, eight days. And it looks like the wind's going to be, like, in the teens.
0: Yeah. So... That's not that big of a deal.
1: You know, and they're like, you can't really take what the players say to heart because they're never going to come out and say we're going to destroy this place because as soon as they do, the the course guys are going to be like, well, let's let's crank it up here a little, make it even harder.
0: <laughs> yeah, and speaking of the players, you can't trust them anyway. That's like when people ask them, you know, how Tiger's looking. You know, they ask Justin Thomas, oh, he still has it. Dude. Remember, and and, and Fred Cupps was saying the same thing at Augusta. You know, oh, he's still got her. And i like, well, of course you're not going to say he doesn't have it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the swing looks great when you see him. It's just over the course of four days
0: and walking around. It's, right. not, it's not happening. No, it's not. Now, do you think it's happening for your your boy, the Irishman, Rory? Uh,
1: Yeah. I, he's, I have him down as as one of my two favorites, for sure. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: why don't you elaborate on that?
1: Uh, Well, I think just going back to Rory's been super outspoken lately against the controversies with the tours. And it seems to kind of light the fire under him. And so Rory's Rory's looks like he kind of clicked in another gear here. He won up the RBC Canada. um, And the game's just kind of, the game is looking good right now. He played the JP McManus um, I think he, he skipped last week, the Scottish Open.
0: Yeah, because I think that's when he was playing with,
1: with Teague. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think, you know, he got the little rest week. He's won a British Open before.
0: 2014. Mm hmm. Pure, pure domination there for a little bit. 2014, he won it. And then how about uh, 2016, 17, 18? He finished in the top five. Mm hmm. Holy cow, is that pure domination!
1: So, you know, if you think this is a special year with the 150 at the St. Andrews, and it's a big name, maybe stepping up, you
0: know, he's got to be the guy you start with. Hmm. Well, he's the, he's the odds on favorite. You know, he's, a, he's 10 to 1, which is the lowest out there. You know, put down a hundo, you win a dime. Which, how often does that go your way, though, really, you know? Oh, uh, no, that's what we said. That's the needle in the haystack, buddy. Picking the favorite. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you mean the favorite? One? Yeah, no, I'm oh. saying
1: to take the favorite and they actually come through. I mean, uh,
0: I mean not very
1: often, you know. It, that, that's the one thing that is, you know. I mean, he's probably everyone's favorite is is one of the problems. Right. So, but he's going to have a good week. I, I, I can't deny that.
0: Okay. We'll see. I'm not saying he's not. You know, he's not. Um, I'm just juiced for it to start. Don't we get to watch starting like at 3 in the morning or whatever again? Uh, yeah, I haven't looked into the the coverage times here. But, yeah, I mean, they're ahead
1: of us. Like, this thing's – you know, remember that year Tom Watson was balling when he was 57?
0: hmm You could wake up and, like, turn it on at 5 a.m. and it was live. So great. Yeah. I'm getting someone talking here in my ear that we need to throw out a best bet. You sure. And we're talking about someone that's going to be doing great, you know, or you think Rory's going to ball. I've got someone that I think's not going to ball. Mm. And we've kind of been on this guy. Um, and since you're asking, we are five and one this this year on our matchups in the majors. Um, so we went two and one in the Masters, and last time out three zero in the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. So let's keep the momentum rocking here, <laughs> and let's go with my boy. Okay, that I've been saying's not been playing very well, and we've been going against him, Victor Hovland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, as a lot of people may know, one of the best iron players in the world, um, currently probably one of the most overhyped guys too. It's amazing when I read what these other handicappers put like t- tournament after tournament. They pick Victor. and they must not be doing their homework because he is literally shots gained around the green, which is a metric that tells you you know basically how you chip and get up and down. He is two hundred and fourth. That's not cutting
1: No, yeah, that's kind of been his bugaboo is is the up and downs in the short game.
0: Um, I mean, and because I think like the world golf rankings, which are kind of garbage, I think you know those. However, they do that. I think he's like sixth in the world, isn't he? Somewhere up there.
1: Oh, yeah. And as garbage as they are, you certainly need them to get into the t- these certain events though. Oh
0: yeah, which is a big no no, I'm just saying I don't know how they come up with those numbers. No, I get it yeah. um,
1: but you know that that needs to be sorted out for the live and this stuff here quickly.
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, when you, you have to have an imagination around these greens. like you said, you need to bump and run it. you know um, the greens are huge. So it's you know it's not out of the ordinary for you to be putting like 25 yards away from the hole or like 75 feet. And um, I just don't think Vic's got it in him. And he's going against a great matchup. My boy, one of my new grinders, because you know I love the grinders, mm-hmm. Sam Burns. Nice. And Sam's, you know, it's not this guy's been balling. He's got three W's on the tour this year.
1: Yeah, you just you, you have to see how their style translates to to playing overseas here.
0: Well, that that's a valid point, but when you're a grinder, you bring it wherever you're at. It's true. So you know, it's not like Bubba Watts where you just give up. Cause it's not, <laughs> you know, it's not meeting your eye, right? <laughs> so anyway, Sam Burns minus one fifteen against Victor. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Victor's been been a favorite for the last couple of years, but he's definitely cooled of late. Um, if he is in the top ten currently, you know he's probably slipping out of that pretty soon.
0: I mean, he seems like a cool kid, which is which is great. Um, I just everyone's hyping him, and I don't know why. Um, and a little tidbit about him: um, he, where's he from? Like, not Norway. Yeah, he's over there, like Holland or something. Yeah, but he listens. I, he loves speed metal. Oh, no, really? Like, super, super speed metal. <laughs> yeah, so that that just doesn't seem like that matches his, you know, his personality. Well, you always see the... A lot of those guys always
1: have the earbud in on the range. So now you can picture big victors over there. Just <laughs> speed metal.
0: just <laughs> rocking. Because he's, he's super mellow, you know? So, like, the they're, they're saying, like, when he was at Oklahoma State, he'd be driving around town listening to his speed metal. I just thought that was pretty funny.
1: He looks like... Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, the the karate era, like seventy
0: years younger. than
1: he <laughs> But he, for those of you that remember Jean Claude, so big Victor looks like. Well,
0: Jean had some more yolks though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, well, I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about your boy Philly Cheese.
1: Yeah, I mean he's dude. He's not even sniffing like if there was a cut at the live, he wouldn't be making them. I mean he's he's shooting the seventy sixes. Well,
0: let me tell you. Speaking of Phil and the live, okay, he's played two tournaments and he's plus thirty one over huh. for those two tournaments. That's balling. So Phil's kind of like when the circus comes into town and you know you go to check it out. The but see the reason why people go to check out the circus is like for the lions, probably right. I mean, yeah. He's clearly not the lions. Like, they go to see Phil and they go rotten. This guy's like a like a house kitten cat here. Or he's like the the guy that balances on the elephant. You're like, wow, that's pretty cool, but I mean, that's not that great. (laughs) That's big Phil right now. I mean he's Phil I hate to say it, garbage.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on I mean, sure, you know, the, the reputation took such a big hit It's going to take a little
0: time to settle back in Well, you know what's not going to settle back in? Is us continuing to go against Big Phil mm-hmm. And it's a great matchup Because it's one of my grinders going against him Oh, and let me throw in there too That he was your 2015 Open champion Do you know who that is? Big Zach
1: Yep, which
0: was at this course as well Yep. So, Big Zach versus Phil. You actually, how about you have to throw a few chippers out on it? It's it's minus, let me see, what is it here? Minus 170 against Big Phil. But, listen, um, in fact, Phil, we went against Phil last time at the Open, and we got the W, and we're going to continue to do that here. Yeah. Zach Johns against Big Philly. Yep. I like that one.
1: Um, I was hearing a guy, that, one of the sports books in Vegas, saying, you know, most all the live guys, their their odds um, have all like gone up. You know, like no one thinks they're going to do well because of the the spotlight being on them. So I think Dustin's like the the highest one, maybe, yep. in terms of being a favorite. Yep, he is. Um, but the rest of them, they said Brooks is the highest Brooks has ever been. Like in the last like handful of years, he's like
0: forty to one. Well, I mean, the reason why for Brooks is because he hasn't done What? No, he, has, he hasn't performed well lately. No, he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't been anywhere close to the leaderboard, like, especially in the majors. Um, you know, I've kind of felt the pain on him on some of those contests that we do. I'll take him as one of my six guys, and I'm like, Brooks. You're garbage, bud. I mean, they're going to move you down to tier six in these contests here pretty soon. I, the
1: the one interesting thing, I, or a, a number of things, this guy said from the sports book, but um, some other guy you'd never heard of, probably named um, Aaron Jarvis. He was five thousand to one, and someone threw one hundred twenty five bucks on it. He's like when something like that comes in he's like we have to adjust it cuz there's a lot being risked risks there that we could lose so he's yeah. like took it to 3000 to 1 <laughs> and then someone put a few more chips on him so he's like he's down to 1000 to 1 now right so it's just interesting like one person's bet at those places cuz it's worth
0: you know 80 grand or whatever they're like huh, we got to we got to change that one you got to adjust it yeah mm-hmm. well and we we always talk about you know you need multiple you know outs or sports books or um casinos that you're working with because uh, like I've got one of mine and the, the best odds or the worst odds, it doesn't matter who you are, the lowest they go down or the highest they go down is 100 to 1 and some of these guys are way shittier than that. You know, they should be like 300 to 1 but one of my books won't give you it doesn't matter who you are, the highest they'll give you is 100 to 1. Huh? So, yeah, you definitely definitely need to have more than one out.
1: And we've said before, you know, golf is as hard as it gets in terms of, like, I'm going to pick the winner this week. Mm -hmm. So that's why you like to lean towards those head-to-heads. Maybe someone who you think is, like, a top five, top ten bet, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know some people do that. I just – those haven't worked out that great for me either, just top five, top ten. I mean, sometimes – you know, I do that. I think there was one time where there was Rom was like top twelve, and I and uh, I gave that out because I thought he was going to do well. Um, I mean, this tournament here is—it's a small crapshoot because of the weather. You know, so I like to go at it day by day, like with the matchups. But these ones that I'm giving out right now, these are tournament matchups, and uh, I've given out two. Okay, so far Sam Burns, this first victor, we got Zach Johns. Verse Philly. hmm And I got one more here. You mentioned DJ. Yep. But DJ I'm not taking you, bud. I'm going to Tommy Hare Fleetwood, buddy. Yep. I like Tommy. Yep. And they're basically even. Tommy's minus one ten against DJ. And Tommy Ball last uh week at the Scottish Open. Last day shot the three under and catapulted up the leaderboard, ended up at uh in fourth place, and he's way, way better playing over in Europe. And playing the link style. Yeah,
1: he's he's been working his way back up the board, too. I mean, he, he slipped there for a year or two, and he's he's been playing solid.
0: Well, I think he slipped for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. But, you're yeah, exactly. Before that, though, I mean, you didn't feel like he was, like, top five in the world. Like, you were just like, wow, this guy's knocking on the door of a major. Here. Yeah,
1: he balled at um, Ryder Cup, and then he finished second to uh, Lowry in 19 at the Open. At uh Port Rush, Northern Ireland. So he's he's been there. Now he's real good out of the sand too, which that that'll be this. Busy? He? Yeah, he's he's top ten on tour like on sand saves, so that that's
0: big this week. Well, I might need to take some lessons from him then. Mm-hmm. He uh I would consider him a grinder too, wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah. I mean he's not he's not a huge guy and he's
1: not pounding it with the three twenty, so he can hit it just fine, but there's other ways he scores.
0: Right, and he just grinds. Mm-hmm. So I guess the team, the narrative this week is we're just the team grinders. That's always you, you and the K-Nos. But <laughs>
1: K-Nos little on the fence heading to the liver. So. Well,
0: because I have to be the grinder. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll hit the bombs.
1: So if you are if you had to pick just your your stud, though, who, who do you think would win it?
0: <sighs> well, yeah, because, yeah, um, if I had to pick, like someone says pick one guy, like let's say you and I bet a $1,000, which guy will do better, my guy or your guy? I'll start with you. Who would you take? You get to pick one guy. Rory. I knew you were going to say that. And I'll take Johnny Rom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. No, I disagree. I'll take that bet. Okay. I know. That's it. I mean, everyone's going to be like you. They're like, oh, John hasn't been doing much, hasn't been doing much. And then John goes. Time to fire it up. <laughs> and then my second stud would be Jordo. Well, this matches Jordo because the only time Jordo starts losing it is when you know the, he starts losing the driver, and these fairways are huge. Mm-hmm. And um, he obviously is good around the greens. Typically, I mean the putters let him down a little bit recently, but you know me. I mean I'm never going to go against the Jordo.
1: Yep. He uh, he played well at the Scottish last week. He kind of just coming down the back nine gave a few away, but he was in the mix. You know, he was within a couple strokes there.
0: Oh, he was, I know, until that double. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: And he, uh, fifteen, was the year he he really won the Masters. You know, he was twenty one. He was king of the world there for a second. He almost got in the playoff here with um, Zach Johnson and Louie, but he missed it by a stroke. And Mark Leishman, Leishman made that playoff. Yep. That's okay. Yeah, no, I know on the way home, Zach Johns had the jet and shared it with Jordo. Speaking of jet, before we leave,
0: <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Sure do. The live jet. <laughs> Holy cow. So for those of you out there that, didn't, that hadn't seen it, uh, they had a live jet that the players flew back on. Well, that's going to be the norm. It's for the caddies and the players. Unbelievable. So first of all, it looked nothing like a jet inside. It looked like a strip joint in Las Vegas. I mean, with the lighting in there and stuff, it had like the purple lights. The walk-up bar. The walk-up bar. There was lady friends just sitting at the table, just waiting for someone to spit game at them. <laughs> Holy cow! And Pat Perez was rocking. Did you see him? There was like Pat was like getting his groove on. Well, he was playing. He's playing. We are the champion because their little four-man team won that
1: Portland event.
0: Oh well, that's the thing. Yeah. So that's what's so crazy about that is he shot like the seventy-eight the but- last day but they take the best 3 and and well no no I get that but because he was on that winning team he made like 750,000 right welcome yeah. to the live <laughs> and then you wonder why he's dancing uh-huh so anyway uh yeah that live jet i mean you can youtube it yeah yeah you might want to and then you'll be like wow are these guys bashing? <laughs> should i take my little guy to the range and work on the golf game here <laughs> so i can someday get on the live jet
1: yeah <laughs> Well, you got a, a dark horse or a middle of the road guy to keep an eye on.
0: You know, I, I really Tommy. Okay. Kind of, Cuz I, I, Tom, I
1: have Tommy. I've Tommy and Louie. Louie's on the live, but he has such good feelings on this course. I just I'm going with Louie in here too, in the middle of the road guys.
0: I think cause, do you know what Tommy's odds are? They're like upwards of 40 to 1, I think.
1: Um yeah, it might be a little less than that. I mean, he's definitely on the radar. But he's just not like a top 5 guy. Yeah, I think I think
0: Tom's going to ball, but you know, again, most of my resources go to the matchups. Okay,
1: I got my, one dark horse here. I'll throw at you. He's a, he's a 25 year old Scotsman here on the Euro. Big Robert McIntyre.
0: Mm, yeah. uh, he's
1: played in a couple Britishes, and they've both been top ten. So what years? Like how long? recently? He's only 25, but he he's ranked like 102 in the world right now. I mean, he missed the cut last week at the Genesis, but okay. stand by for Big Robert.
0: All right, excellent. Should I review before we uh, sign off here? Sam Burns vs. Victor, Tommy vs. DJ, and Zach vs. Phil. Got to love going against Phil. That's all for me, buddy. Sweet.
1: Well, this is always a fun one to watch. Get up early, watch a little golf. Uh, maybe go out in the afternoon and play yourself, too, right? (laughs) But that'll do it for us this week. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We will be back probably in three, four weeks for the NFL kickoff. But enjoy your golf. We'll catch you guys next time.
0: See ya!